Welcome back to the Executive Suite, a podcast from the American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan. My name is Julia Bergstrom. I'm the senior editor of AmChamp's monthly Topics magazine. This is where we talk to leading figures in the business world. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Claire Zhang, an expert in the consumer goods and food and beverage industries. Her sparkling career had included positions at Quaker Oats, 3M, Chanel, Diageo, and Moet Hennessy. As a student, Claire set the goal of becoming a general manager of a multinational company, and she studied in Buffalo, New York, where she had an all-American experience that included joining a fraternity. Food and beverage is all about people, and you need to be confident, outgoing, and constantly expanding your network to succeed. In part one, Claire spoke about being constructive when coaching and mentoring others. And what stood out to me was her emphasis on looking from the outside in, both when improving your company and your own career growth. So for part two, Claire, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear what it takes to work in such a dynamic and interesting industry. So in the last part, we talked about positive coaching. You said if someone's coaching or mentoring is not positive, you couldn't really call it coaching, can you? So how do you work to kind of create a positive and uh, constructive company culture and atmosphere? I think it's always start from the behavior and all the touch point we uh, engage with my team from uh, all the people manager work with me. Yeah, try to make sure they are in the same mindset with me because I believe everyone want the organization become better. We need to work as a team. So as long as we have this mindset, I try to influence others. This is how I demonstrate my leadership. So I always ask my team, what's your career goal? What do you want to uh, become in the five years or in 10 years, then I start to, you know, help them to find the goal and also to identify anything I can support them. You need to start from yourself first. And then how to be a good listeners. A lot of time, a lot of leaders always say, oh, I'm really good listeners. I can try to listen to others. But a lot of leaders, especially for senior leaders, mm. actually you already have the answer in your mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't really you don't really try to, you know, listen people's concerns or any critical issues. In my past 20 years career experience, I changed my leadership a lot mm. because I was quite young to become a people manager. Actually, before I become a mom. How old were you when you became a people 30, manager? Uh, 30. Oh, 30. Yeah, so I became my as a 34-year-old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so at that time as a female leader, most of my colleagues and most of my leaders are senior than me and they are more male. Yeah. So you have to be very outspoken and to be stronger. So at that time, the sales pressure is super high. So I try to really push quite harsh. Whenever the team cannot reach the number, I just try to push them. You can do it. You cannot so lazy. Yeah. So I think the point of view is totally different after I become a mom. And most of the kids or most of the colleagues, when they really have a problem, they really have a problem. Yeah. It's most of the time because they have some issue or they don't have the enough capability to do that. Because of those two factors really rely on the leader or the boss to help them. But a lot of times we don't really care. Mm. We just want to make it happen. Yeah. But after that, I really I changed my leadership a lot. So whenever my team, they tell me they have an issue. I try to sit down and also to understand how can I help them. 
So for a leader, it's really important you cannot just talk. Yeah. You really need to sit down and solve the problem with them together. Yes. So a lot of leaders say, oh, whenever you become a managing director, you become a CEO, you don't need to do a lot of hands-on work. But for me, I think execution is also very important. No, absolutely. I think all of us have some type of experience when we've gone to a manager with an issue or an idea and you're presenting your point of view and you can kind of see that they're just waiting for you to finish talking and then they're going to say what they plan to say from the beginning. Working past that is a very important thing to do, definitely. And we also talked in part one a bit about your developing as a career coach becoming a certified career coach and also taking your own experiences uh, to help others develop their careers. Are there any free tips that you can give our listeners when it comes to finding your calling and planning your career? When I do career planning, the first thing is I need to understand what do I like. Mm. Always think from inside. Go back to my previous episode, I talked about everything we need to think from outside. Mm. Why? Because mm. I think now the environment changing so fast. Maybe before COVID, a lot of career or other occupation is already gone. Yeah. So you really look at the outside, what's the trend for the future? And how can you fulfill your skill set for the future trend? So first of all, think from outside in. And second, look at yourself. What's your priorities in terms of the amount of the income you earn? And also, what's your passion? And what's your skill set? And the fourth one, what's your value? Yeah, maybe in, in the early age, income is very important for me because I need um, more income to build my financial foundation. But since I'm getting older and more senior, and I think value becomes very important for me, i rather to choose a career in line with my value and to help more people. That can be my part. So income, passion, skill set, value. Yes. Those are the four. Those are great, great tips, actually. And you talked about seeing the trends. And it's easy to see trends that have already happened or mm -hmm. that are already big. How is there a way for us regular people to be able to better see ahead of trends? Yeah, so I think now, um, thanks for the social media, it mm. becomes so easy for us. I know a lot of senior leaders around me, they don't really use Instagram or some people, they don't have TikTok. Yeah. If you really want to engage with the young people, even not young people, I think a lot of people like over 40, 50, they do have Instagram. This is how they learn the market trend. So um, you can try to make sure yourself to engage with all the key influencers in the social media. You have to follow some uh, key podcasts maybe your podcast <laughs> to, to learn something new, to push yourself. You need to stay humble and stay hungry mm. to learn new information and keep learning. Don't only talk to the people from your industry. Oh, yes, definitely. Keep learning and listen to the Executive Suite podcast. I think that's great advice. And talking to people in your industry, you've been in many different industries. Is there anything in particular that you think someone were looking to work in the food and beverage industry, are there any certain qualities or capabilities that you think are particularly important? Okay, first of all, you need to have a lot of passion toward the food and beverage. And second, you need to uh, have a very great interaction skills with people because that is so important to understand how your uh, consumer consume your product. So people passion is also very important. Mm. 
Is that big difference to working somewhere like Chanel, for example, where, of course, you have new collections and new trends, but it's also like a timeless sort of brand with a more long-term history that you draw on? Yeah, I think so. Although I work for a different industry, uh-huh. I find uh, one formula can be applied. Oh. For those people, if they want to switch their industry, yes. I think no matter which industry you work with, you need to remember two power. One is poor power. Another one is push power. Mm. What does that mean? Poor power means do you have enough attraction to attract your consumer, to build a brand desirability, to make sure your consumer really want to buy your product? And second, which called push power, means you need to understand who are in your value chain. Mm. And for those people in your value chain, are they willing to help you to push your product? Yeah, so I think that is really my secret. Wow, that's a good scoop we got right here. And changing industry can be quite scary, I think, for a lot of people. Is this something that you found scary when you did it the first time? And what would you like to say to people who think, oh, I would like to try this industry, but I don't know if I dare to make that jump? I think all the way I'm very brave. So whenever the opportunity comes, I will take it. Whenever I feel there's a one door open for me, I just go ahead. Just go ahead and you might be the general manager one day. <laughs> so when you hire and when you are adding team members to your team, what do you look for? Are there any special qualities that you think are an advantage uh, that you look for specifically in people? Okay, I think first of all, I will like the um, the candidate uh, love to share good things. Mm. Sharing is so important for our industry because whenever you uh, like this product or love the brand, you will keep telling people just like storytelling skills is so important. And the second, you really uh, like to engage with people. Yeah. This is people industry. And also the third one is you have to pay attention to details. Because a lot of our product is sold in restaurant and also a lot of fine dining um, or hotel, five-star hotel, you need to make sure all the execution and all the experience you create for your consumer, they will remember your brand forever. Mm. It needs to be memorable moments. You're not right. just creating a product, you're creating memories. Yes. Wow. It's a lot to do, but what do you like to do when you're not working to unwind and relax and okay. recharge? So uh, actually, in the past 20 years, I ran a lot. I used to be a runner. The past 10 years, I wake up at 6 o'clock and I ran like at least 5 or 6 kilometers every day. Yeah, so I finished eight full marathon already. Wow. Yeah, but I think recently because I have some um, issue with my spine, so I changed the way how I uh, do exercise. I do some uh, cycling and also do Pilates. We did have a previous podcast guest, uh, Eric Ramp, who also does Pilates. I, oh. I feel like it's becoming a more popular right. way of exercising. Good for your body. Do you have any favorite marathon that you participated in? Fuji Mountain. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be the, the most relaxed and beautiful thing. Wow, what time of the year is that? Uh, November. November, so pretty cold. Yes, pretty cold. All right, this podcast is called The Executive Suite, and we always ask our interviewees, our guests on the program, 
a question that's related to a sweet or dessert or a treat. So as someone who works in the food and beverage industry, and especially with Moet Hennessy, I have to ask you, what's a beverage you look forward to having at the end of a long day? Maybe a glass of the red wine. Mm. Yeah, just relax and rewind. Relax, rewind, and drink responsibly. So I'm so happy that you wanted to come on and talk about career and management and your industry. And as a very, very small token of appreciation, I want to give you a little edible gift on behalf of our previous guest. So that was Michelle Zhao from Visa. Oh. And although she's not a big fan of sweets, she does like chocolate and to keep kind of energetic uh, to keep your energy up we decided to give you some american coffee chocolate thank bars you so, so much. thank you so thank much you. for coming on today that's my pleasure thank you for sharing your insight this was the executive suite from amcham taiwan thank you so much for listening stay tuned for new episodes by subscribing to our feed but right now you can also check out our other episodes especially part one with claire jang if you haven't already And as always, stay up to date with the most important Taiwan-related business news at Topics, available for free online. This podcast was produced with help from Ghost Island Media, Taiwan's leading podcast platform. Make sure you check out their other shows.